Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Yo, what up, what up? Uh, welcome to another second edition, second episode of the Spears and Steinberg podcast. Uh, live, Facebook Live, the second time we're doing it, we're trying it. Last time we was trying to get all you guys involved. I'm you know, learning as we go. We hit the add button, get you guys in so you can join in on what we're discussing. Give your thoughts and opinions and you give a fucks or don't give a fucks. And uh, we, had a, we had a hard time doing it. Uh, I would hit the add button. And it would say adding someone. And then for whatever reason, you wouldn't come in. So I checked with the dude who kind of put me up on game on this. And he said maybe it was the uh, the Wi-Fi signal. Either our signal wasn't strong enough. Oh, shit. shit. Either our signal wasn't strong enough or uh, <laughs> your signal wasn't strong enough. So hopefully uh, we, we, we'll see what happens now. Uh, what up? We're in El, El Paso, Texas. Wow. A.K.A. Little Mexico. I've never been to this part of the Texas. I've been to Beaumont, Odessa, San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas, uh, with the exception of Beaumont and Odessa. I've been to all the important places in Texas. Uh, but this is my third little place, and it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, the people were great. People are fucking awesome. And, come, and after being in Cleveland um, <laughs> last week, uh, this is fucking awesome. It just reminds me of Tucson a little bit too much. Yeah. That's the only thing. I love, I mean, everybody's out here is nice. I'm not saying people in Tucson are nice, but Tucson, you know how I feel about you. Uh, this place reminds me a little bit of it, but the, the, the way it moves, it moves a little different than Tucson. Why do the people, if there's any people watching this that's from Cleveland, why are you guys so fucking depressed? You know, I do a joke about it. This city should be on suicide watch. Why are you so fucking depressed? Uh, it, it just if if if, Cle- if if LeBron leaves again, you motherfuckers are finished. Uh, it, when you come to the comedy club, bring a sense of humor. Y'all are the tightest motherfuckers I have ever performed in front of. Really, you know y'all got some cool people here and there, but Cleveland, y'all got to step y'all fucking game up, man. Y'all are y'all are atrocious. Um, Cleveland, I don't get. It was also really cold when we were there. Maybe that had something to do. No, with it. I've been there during the summer. It's just hot anger now. I tried Cleveland. I tried to help you, but there, there was no help. Yeah, that that and it's, it's crazy because where the improv is, uh, is that lake, and it's very deceptive because whenever you watch the NBA games, especially when LeBron was playing with Miami, how would, how they would do the blip shot and show South Beach and the beauty of Miami and the and the water. It was beautiful. It looked like some shit on a brochure, like you wanted to go to Cleveland. I mean, to Miami. Um, and now that LeBron is back in Cleveland, any whatever team they're playing, again, it's the blimp shot. They will show the beauty of the city. And where they would show Cleveland. It's funny because if you've never been to Cleveland, you don't notice. But I've been there, so and I've been to that club, and I know where they're shooting that. So I know that I know the deception. Um they angle the camera as such on that on that dock, pier, patio, whatever you want to call it, and they show the building where it says the flats. And they don't show the water. They just barely show the top of the water, but just glancing over the water and showing the, the, the buildings. And it looks like a decent shot. But anybody that's ever been to Cleveland and been to that improv, 
and stood on that patio patio, you know, when you look into that water, nothing but all the fish who have given up on life, just floating in the water, lifeless. I mean, the water kills the fish. <sighs> it's it's the suicide attempt of the fish. It's, it's a, like... it, it, the, the fish are coming up for air and want to stay there till they choke. It, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. But all that being said, yo, El Paso, man, y'all are fucking. Y'all oh, are, I, I like it so far. Before we move off Cleveland, I wanted to give Frank, the manager of the Improv, a shout out because he's the guy who always will come up to you no matter where you are and go, "You need anything? Got everything? Everything good?" Frank was the most attentive manager, club manager I've ever seen. He put money in his pocket, of course. He was just Frank. He don't give a fuck about you once you leave. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, El Paso has been awesome. I, I, I like. I got here a day before you, right. and I did a, a local show with the guys. Right. Good comedians out here. Good local comedians. Good uh, developing comedy scene out here. Uh, we went out. These people. You, I, I said last night at the show, they're the number. El Paso is the number one drinking. Sitting right. in the nation. And, and it shows. Oh, it, it does. Physically, it shows. It does. Uh, there's a club here, little bar slash club here in the hotel we're staying at called Teddy's. Uh-huh. And it is the hub of Cougar Town. I mean, if you are in the mood for some out of shape, old Mexican bitches, this is it for you. I'm talking toes over the heels. Saber tooth. Uh, that old. Yeah. Everything is cheetah print. Uh <laughs> You know, it's uh, they're hanging on, baby. I'm going tonight, and I'm bringing a strawberry-flavored air, an air tank. Yeah. I'm going to be the hottest dude in the club. You have they're going to come up I'm, to me. They're going to want to be around me. Fellas, I've, if you are into guts over cunts, uh, over pussy, do it. You got to lift stomach to get the pussy. Yeah, because I think they're, gonna, they're tired. They're not going to lift it for you. <laughs> they're... they're <laughs> But she, but there was a girl uh, Thursday night when you when we we went out. We it's in our hotel. We didn't seek this out. It found us, and uh, that one girl was working it like she wouldn't stop dancing. She kept yeah, looking she was, back she was, at everybody. She was she was, she was getting somebody. That pussy was sloppy. You could tell. That was some that was some sloppy sunny side up eggs over easy. That shit was sloppy, man. And the dude she got was denying that he was going to hit it the whole time. He denied it the whole time. He denied it all the way out to the walk to his car. He denied it, putting it in her car. He denied it. He fucked it and still denied it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, El Paso. El, El Paso. It's, uh, we here, baby. We here. So uh, what's on the agenda? Uh, well, I got a few things I want to talk about. One, I didn't put on the list, but the government shut down on Friday. Did they? Is this, uh, this is the second time, isn't it? Not with this dude. Uh, Not with this dude. No, it shut, did, did, didn't it, some it, it shut down many times before when, when they wouldn't approve. But, but no, didn't they, didn't they with have Obama, a small, sh- Yeah, it, with sh- him and McCain. It didn't have a small period of shutdown. Yeah, or no. Yeah, oh, and we're okay. in the same thing. But here's the upside, and I and I figured it out. Hey, Twain, a Dorch. Go ahead. I was looking for an upside. This is the upside. Uh, only essential deemed employees are going to be paid and go to work, and they're going to only employ the, the essential ones. So, uh, everybody who is worried about legal weed, your state's approved it, but the federal government hasn't. Well, those won't be essential employees. They can't do that right now. So. Uh, if you're in a legal weed state, you don't have anything to worry about as an owner of a of a weed store. You can keep real, it going. Real weed smokers don't need approval. No, but the people who own the business, they got to be worried that they can be someone can from the federal government can fly in there and confiscate right. all their shit. That can't right. happen right now because that's the only upside that I can get from the government shutting down. Weed right. stores are safe. Okay. Because I'm going. We're going to be in. Denver in two weeks. And somebody just looked. She just asked about Denver. Benita Fort Forte. Hey, Aries. Denver gig. Yep. When is that? The second and the third, I think, of uh, February. I can look real quick. Oh shit. Well, do, let do, we'll give that away okay. later because that'll. Kill but I, I believe it is, and uh, I believe yeah, I believe it's the second and the and the third. We're there just Friday, Saturday. It's a quick turnaround. Right. And uh, but uh, I want to go to a weed store because I have not. I haven't been out to California since they legalized it. But I know. Uh, Denver's figured out how to do it nice, and I want to go check out the weed stores in Denver, so I'm ready yeah. for it. Uh, okay. So that's what that's that was the start. Uh, one of the other things, uh, just just as uh, updates on uh, who's going down in uh, Hollywood. Uh, Kevin Spacey was just accused. Now he was already accused of uh, sexual misconduct, right. uh, attempted attempted rape. Was it attempted rape or, or just a heavy wrestling event? I don't right. know which one right. it was. And uh, now he's a racist. They're saying he's a racist now too. Because he dropped the N-word? I, I guess that was what it is. Dude, everybody's a little racist. 
Everybody is everybody racist. Is a little racist. It's, you might not be smack a taco out of Mexican hand racist, but we are all a tad bit racist. The definition is a predetermined ideology of a person, place, or thing. It's pretty easy to uh, yeah. fall into that. Listen, I'm racist against my own people sometimes. I, that's why we, we were supposed to start this podcast about two hours ago, but I was uh, having some nigga moments uh, with some niggas. And, I, you know, sometimes, I, you know, like Chris Rock said, I love black people, but I hate niggas. I love my people, but sometimes niggas make me sick. The, the mentality, the way of thinking, the behavior. Y'all got to step your fucking game up, man. Get bank accounts. Get phone numbers that work. Uh, uh, do white people shit. It's very enjoyable. It's not that enjoyable. No, trust me. It's enjoyable. It's a, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful fucking life. It's the same life without uh, all the landmines. Yeah, that's a wonderful life without landmines. Well, if you're, I don't want to blow the fuck up. But if you're in home, if you're at home, it's it's. I know, I, never mind. <laughs> it's it's fine. I I I'm across the street white, and I appreciate it. Right. And when you're a Jew, you're kind of across the street white because from across the street, your neighbors are happy that a white dude's moving in. But when they find out you don't believe in Jesus, it shakes them a little. Chances are, if you're a Jew, you own across the street. <laughs> Not all Jews, dude. Not Jews that look like me, anyway. I need to get with a real proud, wealthy Jew. I am stuck with the nigger version of a Jew. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I could be with niggas by my damn self. I need the advantage <laughs> of being with you, motherfucker. Step your game up. This is as good as it's going to get for me. Um, real quick, before we jump on to something else, I hope you guys, like myself, uh, gave a fuck about the naming of... Kanye and Kim Kardashian's oh. new baby. Because, uh, you know, we give a fuck about the Kardashians and Kanye. Um, what they name, name it? Was it Chicago West? Chicago. Yeah. They named it Chicago. So her name is now Chicago West, which sounds like a new NBC drama show, hospital show. <laughs> Chicago West. Uh, and here's my question to y'all. And if y'all come up with some good answers, this is the part where I would love to add you guys in to... Uh, Talk to y'all. Um, black people, we already known for giving our kids wild fucking names. We give our, our kids names that sound like cough medicine and venereal diseases. Uh, if you could name, your, if, if like a celebrity or an athlete or a rock star, rapper, whatever, if you could give your kid some wild fucking name, what would it be? I would give my, na- my son's name, I would call him Strap On. But if you say it fast enough, it sounds like a legit black name. Strapon. It does. Yo, where's Strapon? But I would name my son Strapon, like the dick device that dykes use. Uh, so what? What would you? What would you name your kids if you had to name them some crazy fucking name? It, you and you already know the names of my kids. Yeah, yeah. Tell them. My, my. I have. And this two, is real. He's not making this up. I have two young men. Uh, my oldest, uh, his name is Maximum Havoc. Steinberg, and my uh, youngest is True Chaos Steinberg. So those are real. Uh, and I'm very proud of those names. I actually wanted them to drop Steinberg, and I just wanted them to go out in life and forge their own path as Maximum Havoc and True Chaos. But If your name is Maximum Havoc and True Chaos, chaos you sound like your dick has weight to it. Do my dudes have dicks, man? Like You said that on stage. Yeah. Qualicious. Qualicious is good. Qualicious. Qualicious is good. That sounds like, uh, how you doing, Qualicious? Anytime you got that much in your name, there's probably sugar in your tank. If you're, if you, if you a dude with a name like Qualicious, yeah, yo, you, uh, you got your nose buried in somebody's navel. You, 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 you nose navel deep in dick. Qualicious. There's too much. You should, no man should have too much on his. <laughs> On his name. Qualicious. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, shit, I'm dying to bring somebody in here one time. Fucking I know you want to try it. Let's, uh... Open-minded. Yeah, he's... Oh, oh. Is it a... Matthew, he was the one that said Qualicious. Yeah. Is that a dude or a girl? I want to know. Tell me. Dude or a girl? I, I, it sounds like a girl to me. Qualicious. Yeah, that could be a dude, though. Delicious is what makes it gay. Nothing should be licious. But if it's a girl, then it's... it's well, then it sounds feminine. Yeah. Licious. Licious. But when you say licious, that's almost describing something tasty. Hey, man, how's that burger? Oh, my God, nigga. It's licious. It sounds like good pussy. Qualicious. Right. That pussy is qualicious. Oh, it's a dude. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay. Well. Okay. 
You made decisions have been made. All right. It's too late. All right. Um, so uh, I wanted to. Uh, we got a question. We actually had some people because of this actually send in some. You got. Uh, we got someone. Uh, uh, Roe. Let's see. Roe the Great. Roe the Great sent a question. Said, "Sup, fellas." Appreciate uh, the work you do. My question is, what are some of the best crowds you worked and some of the worst? Do you know from telling your first joke what kind of crowd you have? Uh, I'm going to let you answer first. Because yours is the, the, the more. No, just, I, you know, give you, take the break. I haven't worked as many places, but I'll tell you my, my least favorite place I've ever worked. Man, it's so hard to say because I feel bad for the people that see you say it. But no. it's, it's Toledo. Toledo, oh, yeah. Ohio was the worst place that I've ever worked. Uh, Ain't the worst I've ever worked, but I get where you're going. I, it, it was for me. It was the worst, and and you saw it when I was there. And maybe I wasn't ready for Toledo. I mean, I think I've made improvements. Over Memphis, dude. I liked Memphis much better than Toledo because oh, no at least it was way. honest. It was honest. Man, you couldn't get more honest than Memphis. No, that's what I'm saying. Memphis was honest. Toledo was just they just didn't get me. They didn't want to get me. They had not. Dude, I, I like Memphis better. Maybe because I was up for the challenge. And maybe right. maybe because I went in there and I felt like challenge. Because that wasn't a, a mixed room. That right. wasn't an urban room. Let's be that was just a black room. Toledo. No, no, no. I'm talking about Memphis. Oh, Memphis. Oh, okay. So I felt like I felt like I needed to come with it and right. I was working it. Toledo wasn't. Toledo was a mixed room. I mean it was more it was urban esque, but it was right. mixed. But they just weren't smart at all. They didn't want to give me anything. Right. And even when you went up, it just they didn't have any energy. They were de- they were like they were dead. Their souls have died in Toledo. Yeah, that, that's my worst place that I've ever worked. My my favorite place, man. There isn't a favorite place. If I get to do comedy and the crowd is good, that's my favorite place at that moment. I love. I just I love that I get to do this. But if I had to pick a place that I really enjoyed so far, that that club we did in Rhode Island, I forgot the name of it. That, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I don't remember the name of it. I think it was the Comedy Connection. The Comedy Connection. Yeah, yeah. It was that old bank building. Yeah. And yeah. that, that the, man, those people, they were so happy to have comedy and to have us come in there. And even though I was uh, Aries' opener, I felt uh, like I was just as important to the show in that in that room. Like they really embraced comedy in that room. Yeah. Um, worst club I ever did. I, I'll never forget. It was in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. It was a place called Captain Ron's. <laughs> uh, and I purposely went out of my way to make sure that I wouldn't be invited back. Uh, this place was a comedy club slash more so seafood restaurant. And the setup was just terrible. I mean, it was you were on stage and there's nothing worse than performing in front of people who are more interested in what's on their plate than what's on the stage. And then on top of that, it was open to family. So you had kids there. And I'm not curtailing my act for nobody. Um, and then because it was a seafood-themed family place, they had these huge, large, cartoonish like dolls and statues of like animated fish and crab and a lot some shit you'd see out of a Disney cartoon all around the stage looked like some Spongebob shit and then you could it, the kitchen was open so you could hear the Mexicans arguing about the seafood so between the decor the noise the kids it was fucking horrendous it looked like I was performing in Michael Jackson's basement just kids and Large animated cartoon statues. You could hear motherfuckers cracking crab. I mean, it was, it was, and sucking shrimp out of the tails. It was fucking horrendous. And I got on stage and I I just, I I fucking ragged on the place with the owner watching me. Then when I went to go do radio the next morning to promote, I ragged on it (laughs) at the radio station and I cussed the radio dude out for having me late. He was supposed to have me on at a certain time. This motherfucker half hour late before I get in the booth. So I said, fuck St. Petersburg. Fuck this radio station. Fuck Captain Ron's. And I mean, before I got on the plane to get back home, he called my manager and agent and said, never again. I said, motherfucker, that's what I was shooting for. Um, You're lucky the Mexicans didn't have a soccer game going on in the kitchen at the same time. You would No one would have heard you. Oh, man. It, it was it was uh, it was a fucking nightmare. Um you know, that's probably one of my top five um, 
And, you know, of course, my, t- my, my favorite is anywhere in southern Florida. West Palm, Tampa, Orlando. West Palm's nice. Miami. My, my favorite is probably they're, – they're remodeling it now. But kept, uh, um, the improv used to be in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. At the Hard Rock Casino. Um, first of all, I love performing in Florida simply because the women dress like they don't like their fathers. Uh, I don't know what it is about you Spanish girls. You know, black girls too, white girls. I guess because of the heat and the humidity, you have to walk around half naked. But there's a there's a an energy that comes with the way girls in Southern Florida dress. And I'm telling you, it, there's nothing sexier than when the humidity is at full blast and they've got on them dresses and you see that line of shiny sweat from the top of the neckline all the way down to the cleavage. Uh, Goddamn, I just want to take my finger and, and disrespectfully sop that up. Um, you, you Florida bitches. I don't even call Miami Miami. I call it me mommy. If you, if you got a taste for Spanish women, Miami is me mommy. I get excited like an athlete looking at the calendar going, oh, me mommy's on the schedule. My boys be like, nigga, why are you grinning? Nigga, I am going to me mommy Florida. And as much as I love black women and I love y'all, mwah, when I go to Florida, black bitches, y'all ain't got a chance with me. I'm, I'm taking a break. I can get fried chicken when I come home. When I'm out there, I want adobo. I want Spanish yellow rice. I want sofritas. You know what I mean? I want shit that sound like qualicious. <laughs> yeah, there you have it that, to that question. Um, the last part of that question, though, was... Uh, she said I should have said that like LL. Which part? With, yeah, okay. you know, I'm like, you know, when the sweat is on the neck, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I take my fingers and, you know, rub it down your chest. Sop it up. Uh, sexy B. You know what I mean? You ever had sex with when you mix it with water? It's a pleasure, B. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to know if there's, if you, if you, by telling your first joke, if you could know what kind of crowd you have. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I always liken a lot of what we do to sports. Uh. Is that Hector Cartiena, my nigga from Jersey? Hector! If that's you, tell me yes, nigga. Oh, that's hilarious. Me and his brother, Roberto, we got in a fight. I made him purposely follow me all the way to my house because I fought better when my mother was watching so I could have confidence. Uh, and I whooped his ass that time. I headbutted him on the, on the concrete steps and made his head bleed. I thought I was the shit. And then two weeks later, a white boy put my face in the dirt. And I never recovered. Uh, Hector used to be a cop out of um, fucking uh, R- Rochester, New York. It is him. Yeah, that's my nigga Hector, man. What up, baby? But anyway, um, yeah, I like it a lot of what we do to sports. And, and you know, I get nervous. Uh, 28 years I've been doing this, and to this day I still get nervous. Um, but it's like being in, I would say, being in the NBA. You know, when you drop your first jumper and then you go, okay, all right, all right. And then you start to feel your rhythm. You get more and more confident. As you go, so um, yeah, man, you 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 know, um, you know, and you know, I could tell, like in Cleveland, I, if if I'm throwing out one of my best jokes and I get a <laughs> when I know I should get a, <laughs> I go, oh shit, here we go, and there's nothing worse than being 30 seconds in to an hour and 20 minute set and you know the pussy lame, like this bitch ain't gonna move. Her shit dry. And after I get done with this shit, this bitch gonna fuck around and stay. Like, terrible. I don't know if that was the real Corey Holcomb. I don't think so. You think that was? No. He said, you want to add Corey Holcomb in? Tag Corey Holcomb in? Hit add. Fuck no, nigga. Fuck you. Shit. Fuck fuck off. Fuck out of here, nigga. I'm done with you, Lane. Did we answer his question? Uh, yeah, and you answered some other people's questions right yeah. now too. Uh, I, I I just I have a joke that I do in the beginning, and if people get the joke, then right. I know I'm going to have. Uh, I know that I can work the way that I work. Right. If they don't get it, I just prepare for a holy shit moment and just right. fucking do it. Yeah. So let's jump on to the second. Is there another question? Yeah. Well, this one is more about me. Do you want? Do you want to talk yeah, about it? You said. Here. Okay. So uh, let's see. I'm going to try it. Uh, Ariel uh, Tagger. From uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. Oh! She uh, called me out 
and not badly, and, and deservingly so, I think. Constructive criticism. Yeah, that I, that I am trying to protect myself, and I am watching carefully how I say some shit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do, because uh, this is uh, – we talk about things that are um, – We Hold on, before you interrupt. Tamara Dawkins says, talk about Monique. It is on the menu, baby. Yeah, yeah it is. Stay tuned. Yeah, It's, it's on the menu. Um, we talk about things that are uh, – Racial, we talk about uh, sexual, and we're talking about women, we talk about race. And uh, for all intents and purposes, I'm a white dude uh, that does a lot of uh, comedy that, uh, with a lot of black folks. And I'm careful to watch how I say what I say only because I don't want it to be misinterpreted by a clip or a small part of what I say. And, and for the record, um, he is the things that he may want to or not, may, may not want to say. Regarding race, and I guess I'm, he's going to learn this right now on the spot. Me being a black man, he can say it. If he fucks up, you'll see his glasses fly off <laughs> because the unsuspecting left that's going to hit his temple will let him know he's crossed the line. So up until now, his glasses have stayed on. But the other part of that is, as Aries always, and he does this after every show, says the same thing to me. Uh, dude, in comedy, it's all fair game. And... I, I will be a little bit more honest going forward only because I, after I get done with the show, I'm irritated with some of the things that I didn't say. But uh, we'll we'll see how it turns out after this show tonight, to this one right that we're doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, people just want to get more of a sense of who I what am. makes you tick and what gets under your yarmulke. You're, yeah, but that's the other thing. See, you know Aries because he's been around doing comedy for 30 years. I've been doing it for nine years, and no one knows who the fuck I am. So when I say things, you don't have any background on me. If you want to know who I am real quick, I'm a 52-year-old Mexican Jew. I uh, grew up in Tucson, which I hate. I moved to Phoenix, got married, got divorced. I have two kids. I told you their names. Uh, I went to jail for six months for uh, a reverse buy of weed where I was buying some uh, weed from some uh, cops. Uh, and that is another part of my life, but I think it's uh, necessary to know because uh, some people know about it, and then they have uh, commented to me personally, said, are you ever going to talk about that? I got busted with weed. I didn't even get busted the right way. It wasn't even like I got weed. I went, I got set up by the, with the police, so I went for jail for six months for buying weed from police. Now you can sell it in Denver, and California legally. So I think of myself kind of as a fucking Kennedy. Like I took that to the next level. So that's who I am. That's that, that explains me. I think that's my good and my bad. I'm a good dad. And there, now I'll talk freely. And if you guys don't like it, then I guess every black person just went, how the fuck do you get busted the right way? Yeah. Well, no, that wasn't the right, the right way. I mean, I'm just saying that it was so fucked up. I wasn't even buying from a drug dealer. I was buying from the police. That's how fucking stupid I was. Mm. That was dumb. You know, if you get it's, – it's easy for the police because they're already there. They're selling – it was, it was a package deal. Like, I'll sell this to him, and then I can just take him to jail. It's very easy that way. It was easy for them. So uh, I, the other thing on our list was the border fence that Trump is talking about. We're in El Paso, so it's kind of a bigger deal out here because they do have their fence. Uh, I don't know. Do you even want to talk about it, really? We shouldn't. I mean, it's not a big – to me, it, it, I, there's some areas that – I think a fence makes sense if for security reasons. I'm not talking about just illegals coming over here. I'm talking about security reasons. Somebody who wanted to uh, go through Mexico, sneak across the border to blow something else up here. Uh, but there's other ways to do it besides just a metal or a brick barrier. They have. Uh, yeah, we actually saw the fence, didn't we? Yeah, we went and looked at it because we're right across from Juarez. You can yeah, I didn't know we were that close to Mexico. So you can see every – but they put up a fence. And from what I heard from the people that live here, the fence – the, the border crossing part was necessary, but the fence, they don't know how much good it's done. And they, don't, they say that the, uh, it doesn't really help the crime situation. And then I heard other people say the opposite. So we're going to be in this tug of war for a long time. Uh, and this is part of the reason why uh, – this is the reason why the government shut down right now is because it's, it's a debate where the Republican side wants the fence, the border wall, the protection, and the Democrats want DACA. Um, and everything has to be done in the next – well, it had to be done before close of business on Friday or the government shut down. And they didn't want to extend it. I don't want to put it all on the Democrats, but the Democrats didn't want to extend it even for a week or two weeks. They wanted to get the DACA deal done. Right. 
So, and uh, I don't know. How do you feel about that? If you're brought um, over here as a little kid, I mean, and you don't even know Mexico is your home, do you? Yeah, the guy, I, I, my, my, the guy who was separated from his family at the airport after being here 30 years, I saw the images of him hugging his family. And here was my question, uh, which, of course, it was a heartbreaking scene to see a father be separated from his family, and he's been here 30 years. But here's my question, and I don't know how legit this is, and I would really like you people to chime in on this. If you're this guy who's been in America for 30 years, and now because of Trump's bullshit, you're being deported, and you're at the airport hugging your wife, your kids, and you about to be sent back to where you came from, wouldn't you think your family would say, fuck that, we're going with you? If you deported, we deported. Why would he leave and leave the family here? Because she's still working on trying to bring him back because there was a, it was a misfiling on his original application, which has turned this into a bigger problem for them. Okay, well then. But she can I, work on it there is what you're saying? She can work on it there. A family that, what they say, prays together, stays together? I'm saying a family, you know, eat chimichangas together, got to be deported together. Dude, I, I don't know because there, there's so many. If you want to, the problem with the law, the law, and this is where we get into feelings. But the law doesn't have feelings. See, that's a, that, that uh, justice is supposed to be blind. And we know that it ain't. But it ain't. But it's supposed to also, when the law is written, if you're not legal and you get caught and you get returned, that's the law. Now, I understand what, why we want to change the law, and some of these things that they want to do uh, I think are important, but DACA was, was never put into law. That was uh, something that, uh, that Obama uh, did it as an executive order so that he could keep uh, these things from happening and they could uh, these, these uh, deportations for people. And, but the problem, the bigger problem is, and this is what I have said on other podcasts before, but I haven't yes, said it quite this way. You're from Norway. See what I'm saying? Sweden. The shit no, no, that no, Trump no. was. No, yeah. I, I, He's not the law. You guys no, keep saying no, Trump is the law. You're no. missing his point. I got his point. What is his point? Because if you're, you're from if you're from Norway, then you're 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 okay to come here. But if you're a Mexican, then you're brown people. That's you're not what he's different. saying. Not from but a technicality. I got you. Standpoint. I got you. But listen to what I'm trying to say. It's not about Trump. It's not about Obama. It's about your Congress. These people need to put actually effective laws in order. You can't let everyone come over, and you can't not send people back because then there's no there, – there, then you might as well open up the borders if everyone gets to stay, which is fine with me too, but we need to come up with the law. We don't have the right people representing us in Congress. We need effective laws. We need to do things in a fair way. I don't need anyone from fucking Norway – Norway doesn't. The funniest thing about Norway is Norwegians wouldn't want to come here. They have a better uh, life than we have and here. And I don't want them here. They ain't got no so, ass and lips and hips. So it works out fine. I'm not. That's not the point. The point is we need to do something effective. And Congress, Democrats or Republicans need to work on this bill, and they need to make something that works. When you go out in the day, and I'm just this is a very hypothetical, and you see homeless people, do you give money to every homeless person? It depends on my mood. Do you give money to every homeless person? No, because it's a mood thing. Okay, but if you did give money to every homeless person, would you eventually run out of money? Not if you Bill Gates. Okay. Well, Bill, Bill Gates is worth how much? No, he's worth a lot less. Do you know he's given away almost 40% of his net worth? Well, let's fuck the 40%. How much is he worth? I think he's worth $600 billion. $600 billion. There are 7 billion people on the planet. If he gave every person on this planet $1 10 times, he'd still be rich. Uh, yeah, that's some pimp shit. But that would be a great line on a bitch. The a Amazon dude, look here, bitch. Amazon dude that I don't even remember his name. I'm worth six hundred billion. Do you know that if I gave every motherfucker on the planet one dollar ten times, I still have money? It wouldn't fix the situation. Fuck the situation. My name is Qualicious. <laughs> um, we got to fix this. We don't have the right people in office. Get out and vote. Let me, I'm gonna just say this, man. I I think you Trump supporters are the dumbest. Because he's also tried to pass a bill through Congress for the wall to get paid for by you. That's a big problem. The taxpayer, the people that are screaming, build that wall. You will pay for it. You dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> you voted for this man. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Trump supporters are like white trash white women 
who know that their boyfriend is abusing their kids but don't care because they don't want to lose their man. Mom, Tad is beating me. Stop lying on Tad. He's a good man. You motherfuckers are fucking dumb. Get out and vote. Get rid. Get rid of these. Get your, rid of your congressmen that aren't doing anything for your state. We need. We need to make changes. We need to make changes. And if the president is is a figurehead, and if this one that we have is a bad figurehead. He doesn't say anything that makes anybody sound confident. I can't even. The people who support him can't feel confident in what he says. It's scary what he says. The people that support him are dumb enough to where they don't get that they're being duped. They don't get it. Are they dumb, to, or is this, or, or do they feel that it works for them? Because are they really that dumb? Or yes, they they're that fucking stupid. You don't think they feel that it works for them? Has it worked for them? I don't know. I don't know what they want. We know what they want. They, they, they got what they want when they got him in office. They wanted the nigga out and the white dude in. That's what they wanted. Do you think every Trump supporter, is that, that's what they wanted? Of course not, but come on. What, what's the percentage? What, what, what's I have percentage? no idea what the numbers are, but like I say, not all white people are racist. But as a race, yes. you guys are known for racism. Yes. So there it is. But everybody's racist a little bit. We already talked about Smack this. Smack a taco out of Mexican hand racist. This isn't, this isn't the point. The point is, the point, I, I guess it is part of the point, but the point is we need to reform how we bring people into this country. And bringing what, what Trump talked about when he wanted, he wants people to come over here and make an immediate impact and benefit our country. But when that happens, Amen, T. Farrell, Mohammed. We know when that happens, it actually works against us because if we bring someone in that could actually help fix their country, we let that country become worse. We need to take people the 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 huddled masses, just like it says. We need to bring in people here that actually can be productive and be part of this country. We need to figure out and reform how we do immigration. But we need people who are in Congress that are willing to make these changes. Vote. Get out and vote. Everybody that's all hating Trump, we could have easily not had Trump if people got out and vote. It was the lowest turnout. Uh, so I, we, so get, we, whole, get what, we so get what we whole, deserve. That whole hacked election Russia thing had nothing to do with... If people would have voted, it would have made a difference. He barely won this fucking election. There was the lowest voter turnout. If we would have had She people, won the popular vote, didn't she? What does that mean? That's not how the rules are. That's not how the rules are. Here's the, here's the, let's go with the popular vote. So what you're saying is if we go strictly by popular vote, California, Chicago, Texas, uh, Florida, and New York are all that have to vote because that's the biggest part of the population of the country. So if you want to just go popular vote, that's what you end up with. You end up with major cities making decisions for smaller cities. Everybody has to – the vote needs to reflect our country. You can't just do a popular vote. Even if we get rid of the electoral college, we still need some way to balance uh, decisions just being made from California and New York because that would be the biggest decision makers. You have to have some kind of way to balance it. This is why uh, criminals exist because uh, sometimes you got to cheat your way in life. Well, they are, but see, you're, we're losing because it's the Republicans that have done jury man, man, mangered. Mandarin? Yeah, and that's what has allowed uh, this uh, voters to unfairly weigh out the system. We can't do that either. We need fair systems. We need to get rid of people that have been sitting in Congress forever and put new people in that actually care about the country and the people that surround them. These people don't care, and we need to have uh, limits on how, uh, term limits in your Congress. We have people that have, they make a living making decisions that poorly affect you. We need to get rid of these people. We need to make changes. Changes are we are. I'm a dinosaur. I'm 52 years old. You don't even need me. This this, this world is a brand new world. We have a digital world. We have a uh, global economy. We need people that understand the direction we were going. And this, we need to get rid of some old fucks, and we need some new people in, new blood. Let's change that. And and black folks that are that bring up places. Uh, like Trump and that he wants to bring people in that are white countries, get out and fucking vote. Make the change. Get some people in your community that are black that can represent you to run for office. We need to make the changes. And don't think that white people aren't going to vote for black people. White people are just as sick of other fucked up old white people. 
I'm sick of old fucked up white people. Dude, what did I just say, though? I didn't ask for a politician. I asked for new people, people who represent your community, people who can go in and start being our new politicians, people in, in a term limit, people that represent your community. You just said something, black politicians. We don't need politicians. We need people. We could use a political president, one that understands. But at the end of the day, when, not when, saying when, at the end of the day, when it's time to finally make the moves to decide what happens and what doesn't, a politician comes in at some point, do they not? No, but we could no because if we had term limits where you could have two, uh, two to three terms, people have to. This country was founded on regular people governing regular people. These aren't regular people anymore. These are people that make their whole life and career in Washington. And after you're there for four years, or eight, and you're getting money from. Uh, What's the money that's given out from somebody's going to know what I'm fucking? Welfare? No, the money where people are paying for your for your votes, basically, uh, whatever. Contributors or something like that. Yeah, what, what, what's the technical term for it? Yeah, we're comics, man. How much do you want me to fucking know? Uh, but when they're getting paid off and they're getting trips and they're getting bonus by by uh, businesses. We lose them because they're bought off. We need to replace them with new people. The way that we run this is bad business. You wouldn't let. You wouldn't let the people who run Congress run your business. So why do you let them run our country? Want to talk about Monique now? He says the system is corrupt, though. Good folks go in and get turned out by the system. The system is the best system that's ever been created. It's us putting people in that are corrupt into the system. We do need to fix the system. I'm not saying it's perfect, but we can make changes in the system if we get rid of the people that are corrupt. The system isn't corrupt. The people are corrupt. You can't, the system can't be corrupt. The people are corrupt in the system. Lobbyists, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Lobbyists influence votes, not voters. That's because of corrupt people. I wish we could get T. Farrell Muhammad. Yeah, I wish we could too. So you could talk to him. But but Steinberg and Muhammad, this seemed like this is a jump off. This is a plane that's going to (laughs) crash. It's like Farrakhan versus uh, whatever proper Jew. The lobbyists are influencing these people, but the lob- they're bought off and paid for. But it happen- doesn't happen in the first week people are in office. Right. We need to move these people out of office. So let's jump on Monique now because I don't know how much time we Okay, got let's now. do Monique. Um, She's mad at Netflix. Right. And she thinks we all need to boycott Netflix because she can't get the deal that she feels is proper. She deserves. Right. Netflix offered her 500000 and her argument was, um, they were saying, uh, it's not about what you, well, I don't want to fuck this up. Her, her Part of her claim is that they're racially and sexually biased. Because? Uh, because, you know, Amy Schumer got $13 million and Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock got $20 million. And somebody brought up a good point on Twitter when they said, look, how can they be racially and sexually biased when Amy Schumer is a woman and Dave and Chris are black? So your theory on racism and sexism kind of goes out the window. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of people in support of Monique in terms of she should get what she deserves. But niggas ain't boycott Netflix. And I said it in a tweet. Trying to get niggas to boycott Netflix is going to be like bugging out and do the right thing to get the neighborhood to boycott Sal's. And I just remember Martin Lawrence going, you crazy, man. Because the motherfucking piece of this. I mean... Netflix is a staple. Um, and unless they've done something real fucked up and real racially charged. All entertainment. Nobody, nobody is going to boycott Netflix. Um, and then at the end of the day, some people are going to go, yo, you want me to have sympathy for a millionaire that wants millions when I'm over here struggling? Um, and Hollywood doesn't pay you based on what you think you deserve. They pay you based on what your demand is. Um, what you can sell, what you can sell. And, you know, let's be real. Dave Chappelle, the hottest, most respected comic in the country, uh, next to, or depending on how you feel above Kevin Hart is in high demand. He's the Richard Pryor of our generation. So people want to see Chris, uh, I mean, Dave, people want to see, uh, Chris and I'm rolling my eyes. They even want to see Amy Schumer. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that, but you know, there are a lot of people that said her Netflix special was boo-boo. Uh, 
But that only the comedy's subjective. Whether you thought it was funny or not, that's not even my issue. My issue is what we all know is the issue when it comes to AS. Um, but I don't want to get into that because that's a different conversa- conversation. But at the end of the day, I respect Monique. She is respected. She is funny. But whether or not she demands that kind of money is up for debate. Hell, I think I deserve Bill Gates money. You know, I think I deserve a show. And I'm not I'm certainly not in in any desire to to defend Netflix. Netflix turned me down. Everybody turned me down. Showtime, HBO, Netflix, uh, all the networks. I told you I have a bad reputation in this business and nobody really wants to fuck with me because uh, I shoot from the hip. And I, I, I guess to some people, I come off with a little arrogance, uh, which I don't believe that. I just I'm a New York nigga with some confidence and some swag. Sometimes I probably say things I shouldn't say. And as I've always said, I got Michael Jordan dreams, but Dennis Robin habits. You know, I'm, I'm more cut from the Charles Barkley cough cloth. You know, I, 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 I say shit. I should probably, you know what I mean? Uh, but Netflix turned me down. So I should be like, fuck Netflix. But this is a business. And if you understand the business, um, you know, it's not personal. It's business. But I think and I say that going, is it not personal? Because you can't deny my funny. So maybe they turn me down for personal. I don't know. It's just weird. But I will give Monique a point. She broke down how, you know, Netflix told her it's not about your resume. It's about, you know, you as the quality of a comic. And then they went on to say she was a legend. Well, if she's a legend, then why not pay her legend money? And if it's not about your resume, why would they bring up? Well, Amy Schumer had a hit movie. And she sold out the garden twice. And Monique goes, ain't that her resume? So which is it? Is it about the resume? Because if it's about the resume, then, you know, stick to that. If it's not about the resume and it's about the legend, well, then pay me my money. So it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I didn't set up, say all that for you to just go, I don't know. No, I do know. but I Well, then speak, nigga. That's what the girl from Israel is telling you. No, I, I just want to say it. Is, is Monique worth Amy Schumer, Dave Chappelle money right now? Because Hollywood and entertainment is about right now. How much can you sell right now? They don't pay you for your future. I'm going to think that you're going to do more in the next few years. They won't. They pay you for what you can do right now. So answer your own question. No, she's not. She got. She got. She won her Academy Award. How many years ago? A while ago. So if Netflix would have been around and then. And supposedly she blackballed herself by shitting on uh, Oprah, which you don't ever shit on. No one shits on Black Oprah Jesus. and lives. Uh, and who's the dude that directed? Uh, Look at Seal. Seal, who's, Seal who's, move who's back. Who's the dude? That, uh, he's the director of fucking Empire, the show. Daniels. Lee Daniels. Daniels, yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. You know, this, this, you know, she might have shot herself in the foot. But if if she was trying to get a next Netflix special right after she won the Academy Award, yeah, she oh, could ask for more no money. Brainer. She would ask for more money. But it's about what you're doing right now. It's about your momentum right now. Right. And when I see people saying that women don't, when Julie, when, when what's her name? I don't remember people's names. Give me the description. Uh, she was the woman that played the hooker in uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. All you had to say was hooker, and I hooker. zoned in. She. What was she making? I know all hookers. She, she was making twenty million dollars a movie because she was selling fucking tickets. She put people in the theater. That's right. all they want. They want to be. That's they what. want you. To, it's, it's always best to strike when the iron's hot, uh, which is why I'm always in awe of Chris Tucker. I mean, he he again he pulled a Barry Sanders. This motherfucker was hot as fish grease. When he did Money Talks, which I think to this day is still one of his funniest movies ever. And then he followed it up, of course, with Rush Hour. And he became the $20 million dude. And then he just stopped. And every movie he made since Rush Hour was Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 3, 10 years apart. And this is a dude who could have been in everything but just said, fuck it. Um, But, you know. But the honesty of it, and you can, I think you'll agree with this. Funny and talent don't make the decisions. In Hollywood. And that's a big fucking problem. But that you is got, the truth. Got, it's the truth. You got, unfortunately, you got people who have the power to, to green light shit who don't know 
funny who don't know the arts. Just because you, you, you have a position don't mean you know the game. But that's, that's Hollywood, man. But it's run in an accountant type of way because they want to make money. So the talent and the funny don't always necessarily have anything to do with but, it. This, but, 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 but I don't but, want anybody but, to think. But, but it, nine times out of ten, if the funny is right, if the talent is right. And if, if the numbers it, are right. Well, before we get to the numbers, if all the talent and the, and the writing. And when I say talent, I mean from the director to the writing to the stars. All of that is talent. All of that is artistry. If all of that is right, and it's, there's no guarantees, there's no guarantee you're going to be a hit. Even when you have all the right ingredients, you still could fail. But theoretically, when all the talent is right, that will dictate the dollars. That will get you the dollars. Funny is money. Right. So when you go, you know, you talk about, I know it's show business, and the business is a bigger word than the show, because it's about Money at the end of the day. But if the show ain't right, the business ain't going to be right. If the show ain't right, the money, the business ain't going to be right. But that's what Hollywood is figuring out right now is they try to make YouTube stars money makers for them. They try to cash in and they're losing. Right. And so they're figuring it out. Well, because, it is because, because again, if the people that run the business knew anything about actual talent, artistry they would know a lot of these youtube and when it was popular vine they would know this is this ain't substance this is 15 minutes this is motherfuckers trying to be funny for six seconds that does not maintain a career it might get you hot for the moment and make everybody hollywood is about jumping on a bandwagon what's hot what's hot what's hot they don't give a fuck about whether there's legitimacy to what's hot all they care about is what's hot. If that's hot, we rolling with that. Which is why when something works, you see a plethora of copycats. If a movie comes out about some dude doing the weirdest shit in the world and whatever the plot is, and that works, guess what? You're going to see 10 more movies just like it. Because everybody's going, let's jump on what's hot, as opposed to let's take a chance. And no, DC, I'm not that's saying not Monique is falling off. That's not what I said. What I said was... She didn't strike when the iron was hot, and she said some things she probably shouldn't have said, and that has consequences. That has nothing to do with falling off. Um, but again, man, like I said, you know, um, the people that run the business don't know the artist, artistry of it, the, the artistic side of it. They're running the business side. They're running the business side, and that's unfortunate for artists. There's, I don't know how Netflix does their deals. And she said she was offered 500000 I don't know if she was offered any back-end deals where if they would have downloaded so many, right. she would have made more money. Right. And maybe that's how a deal needs to be negotiated. But if you're in Monique's position, you may not want to do a deal like that. You want to get your money up front like other people have. But other people, Dave made them their money back. That's why you need good Jews in your camp. You got some good Jews in your camp. You know what I'm saying? Some smart good Jews, they, they get you that money. We'll get you that money. They're not all good Jews. My dad moved to Israel after I was born. I saw him again, again when I was you're 11. You're an exception to the rule. You're the, you're the poorest, worst Jew I've ever met. <laughs> I you're like so. a nigga that can't play basketball and got a little Dude, dick. I saw you playing basketball yesterday. Don't bring that up. Oh, no. I'm, I'm terrible. I, I say all the time. I'm, I'm not the stereotype at all. Uh, Jews are running it. Um, there's other people running in Hollywood right now. I'm telling you. I'm, besides I'm, Jews. I'm, I'm black, but... Between my dick and my basketball skills, uh, <laughs> I think five hundred thousand is an insult to comedians. That's on you and Monique's level, DC. Again, that's what you deserve versus what you demand. I hear you. Uh, I don't. I, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of Netflix in terms of. I know they make their money based off obviously subscriptions, um, but I, I'd be interested to know. That when Dave announced, hey, I'm, I got three Netflix specials coming out, what was the spike in Netflix subscriptions? Because I would imagine you're not going to give a motherfucker $60 million unless you know or you feel like when that announcement is made, holy shit, it's like pay-per-view. This fight is happening? We sold a, a, a million plus whatever millions of buys because everybody wants to see that fight. Oh shit, Dave got six, three specials coming? 
the spike in subscriptions went through the roof. So then you're going, all right, this many millions of subscriptions uh, times the cost. We're going to make this much money. Dave, 60 million. So you'd have to say, what was Monique's contribution? What would Monique's contribution be to that? Um, would the spike be big enough to go, hey, man, 500,000 is an insult. I need more. Or if it barely moves the needle, now it's just like, yo, if Netflix ain't making no money off you, we just giving you 500 grand to give you 500 grand? Nah. But it's not only about making the money. The reason they gave Dave the money they gave Chappelle, the re- Louis was the other one that they gave big money right. to, Amy. They're buying the market. They don't want those people going to another market and splitting like, well, now we have to decide between Netflix, Hulu, or whatever. Of course. They want to buy the market. So they're going to take all the biggest names. They're going to bring the but most people But those biggest out. names still will bring in right. the viewers. But, but Monique isn't necessarily going to make someone go, okay, I need to have Netflix. Yeah, that's the business side of and it. So, and again, that has nothing to do with falling off and not being funny. It has to do with what you said, striking while the iron's hot. Right. Why you can get the most, why you can bring the most people over to that network. Because right. that's what they're looking for. They're building a network. And listen, for the record, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Uh, Monique is funny, man. And I, nothing but respect. Uh, and there's a lot of people that feel that way. But if we being realistic, and you, all you had to do was just read the Twitter feeds, and brothers, we, ain't nobody boycott Netflix. Anybody boycott Netflix. Uh, I wish her luck. I hope she gets her money one way or another because, uh, you know, she's funny, man. I would rather boycott the NFL for Kaepernick than Netflix for Monique. Listen, there are certain entities that are just so fucking big. You're not going to move the needle. And this is why, to some degree, when I see all these people marching about Trump, you know, women's groups and whatever groups and early on, especially when he first got in the white house and it seemed like every other week you could turn on CNN, MSNBC or Fox and just see hordes of people marching. Not going to make one bit of difference. They're not going to make one. All that marching is not going to get him out of the white house. What's going to get him out of the white house is if this Russia thing pans out to be what we think it is. That's why when I see people, when I'm driving sometimes and I see people on the sidewalk, protesting nobody gives a fuck maybe sometimes it matters but a lot of times you just you fucking up traffic well i want to i want to get into this just before we we have to finish this i know so and this will finish it out i want to give a big shout out to colin kaepernick for actually putting his money where his mouth is doing everything that he said following through on every pledge that he's talked about and being uh, that impetus for social change. And when I talked about people who should run for office and people who are leading the community, right. maybe he doesn't need to throw a pass. Maybe he needs some people to start voting for him and put him in office. Maybe we need people that are willing to put their livelihood. If this nigga couldn't get in the game, he damn sure ain't getting in the White House. You, I'm not talking about the White House right now. I would just like some Congress people. I would love him to run for Congress. Yeah, he ain't got a shot. I bet he does. Not at all. I bet he does. Oprah has more of a shot than him, and she ain't got a shot. I, I, Oprah... I'm not going to say anything about Oprah. We've already discussed that. And there's nothing that bad that I was going to say about Oprah, but I believe in, in, in people like Kaepernick who, who took his, who knew that he was putting his job on the line. And when we talk about, and this is, this goes back to Hollywood and people who were worried about their careers. This is someone who knew that he was putting his career on the line, jeopardized his millions of dollars that he could make and wanted to make social change. And I hate that the NFL, like this feels like kind of his social change is kind of hijacked by the NFL and by marketing and by television this man wants social change, and he put his livelihood, his life on the line. I respect this dude, and that's somebody – those are the kind of people that we should look for to represent us in our government because those are the people who would make a difference. Let me tell you something. If Oprah becomes president and P. Diddy buys the Panthers and gives Kaepernick a job, white people, y'all are finished. Y'all are finished. <laughs> Niggas have taken over. If we get a black president, a black NFL owner, and the return of a mulatto Negro to the game, black men going to start walking around in public with their dicks out. It's a wrap. Uh, 
I wouldn't mind Oprah being president, though. I know we were, you said Congress, uh, Melissa, but I would like her to be because everybody get a car. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you get a tax break. You get a tax break. You get a tax break. Yo. So I think we there. I like reading the comments. I love getting it. What, what was that? He can't allow for Colin Kaepernick to be corrupted. He's more valuable to us and community. He's not going to get corrupted. This is the thing. We, there are people that are beyond getting corrupted. We need people that are solid people, core value people. People, Ka- Kaepernick, you know, isn't going to get corrupted because he was willing to give up millions before he ever went anywhere. He was a quarterback that gave up a career. How is he going to get corrupted by a plane, uh, by a flight to go to the Bahamas and enjoy a vacation? That's... Bullshit people stuff. There are people that have put their credibility above their above money, and Ka- Kaepernick is one of them. He's already proven it. He's not going to get corrupted. But these are the people we need to find. We Our problem in this whole country is that we put pe- people on pedestals that we know nothing about them. That's why Hollywood has just fallen over, because they're great actors. They played a great part. They do this. But we don't know who they are as people. You know who Kaepernick is as a person. He's already proved it. These other people that we think are great, and I'm not saying anything about Oprah, but we know Oprah is great. She's a great businesswoman. We know that about Oprah. We know about Stedman. We know about her life. But I think we already know more about Kaepernick. Nah, I shouldn't say that about Oprah. But we know a lot about Kaepernick, and this is someone who's beyond corruption. These are the people we need to find. Where are these people? People need to step up. We need to take over this country with good people, not people that are just trying to make money. There it is. Yo, next week. It's going to be on and popping. Again, I can't say what I'm doing, but if you do a little bit of research, you'll know. It's a very important weekend. Next weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Hard Rock Casino. Keywords, hard and rock. Fellas, the bat signal is in the air. This will be a very special podcast being done by me and my man Steinberg. I can't tell you what I'm doing, but it's going to be titty-licious. Ass for everybody. Meet me at the Circle Bar at the Hard Rock Casino Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. This is a pervert convention. Ooh, ooh. I'm I'm flying on the plane with a condom on. (laughs) Everywhere I go, I already have a condom on. It's going to be on. Uh, I just got to tell T. Pharaoh Muhammad again. He said no one is beyond corruption. No, motherfucker, that means you're not beyond corruption. I just talked about titties. Why are we falling back into politics? Because we're getting political, and it's it's Muhammad Fuck and Steinberg that. fucking with each other. Titties! <laughs> titties! Titties! Never and, go back to Vegas. You and I don't even Vegas. really like Vegas like that. I only go when there's a major event, like the fights. I went for All-Star Weekend. Um, and I'm going for this function. This going to be crazy. I'm ready to go. I'm paying my own way to get there. I don't even have a show. I'm going just for Vegas and to do this podcast. More questions, comments, uh, email to Aries Spears 45 and hotmail. Follow me on Twitter. Aries Spears, Instagram, Aries Spears official Facebook, Airy Spears, Pandora, subscribe, free Airy Spears, and YouTube, hit the subscribe button, free Airy Spears. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you, DC. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, T. Farrell. My boys, Hector Roberto. Thank you, Angela Cummings, and all you motherfuckers that watch and comment. Brian Neighbors, what up? When will you be back, be back down here to Palm Beach, Florida? Ah, coming very soon. Uh, probably, I think, in June or July. I gotta look at my uh, my list. It's coming. Did I just call T. Farrell, motherfucker? Yeah, nickel. I did. Yeah, it's me. It's Uh, me because I said he's. I didn't call him motherfucker. What'd you call him? I think he said fucker. You just said fucker. I don't know. Motherfucker's name is Farrell Muhammad. You better be easy. It wasn't. It wasn't meant in. in, He meant that in the Jewish, most loving way. I meant his motherfucker like that. Motherfucker. That way. All right, (laughs) y'all. Andy Steinberg, uh, AndyComedy.com. You can get to all my uh, 
all my uh, social media, and you can get to my uh, email, uh, Mr. Muhammad, if you want to have a conversation. Rice, all these motherfuckers that I think I went to school with. Dude, hit me up on uh, on my email. It's on my my uh, Facebook. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> All right, baby. We out. Love night. <laughs>